Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the White House COVID-19 response team gave a briefing, but I swear to you, I, I love you too much to share it with you. I love you so much that I can't do this to you. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then on Paxlovid. See, nope, can't, can't, can't do it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Oh, I cannot hear from Walensky or Fauci anymore. And this, the, the whole Fauci story, you know that he lied, right? Fauci knew about the leak. It was the original thought that it was a leak from China. He was so worried about the politics that not only did he cover it up, he got other people to recant their positions on the leak. And those, some of those people ended up with million-dollar grants plus from his uh, government agency, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. I mean, it's, it is criminal. It's criminal what he's done to the country and the unwillingness, the unwillingness to look at China and say, you're the enemy. Communists are always the enemy. Communism is the enemy. It's wrong that we're even going to the Olympics. I, I think the only upside to it is that um, no one cares about the Olympics. I mean, no one cares. Absolutely, positively, no one gives a blank about the Olympics. They just don't care. I, I can't imagine how low the ratings are going to be. But I'm going to go for, uh, and, and this, by the way, is, is a, uh, uh, an economics term. Uh, you might want to write it down. Super freaking low. That's how I think the, the, the ratings are, are going to be. But let's put all that aside and let's keep it closer to home because I have seen something now from the Senate Republicans in Indiana that makes me wonder why they're Republicans and what makes them think I should vote for them. Now, if you follow my series, uh, The Morning Rumble, at rumble.com, uh, and, and you can see it on my Facebook page, right? I do, I do, a, I do a video uh, every morning, about 10 a.m. Eastern. And it's live, and people comment, and we're sharing things. Uh, yesterday, we brought in uh, economist Dr. Matt Will from the University of Indianapolis to, to break some things down. And today, I was discussing the Indiana Republicans to this national audience. And why? Well, the story comes from WIBC.com. And I brought this up on the morning show, and I should at least be clear that what I want is someone in the Republican Party to explain it to me. Not a lackey. I don't want someone from the party. Ah, no, 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 no. I'm sure they're lovely people. I want a legislator or I want the governor to explain this one to me. The headline reads, Senate ramps up criticism of House tax cut plan. And I said, huh. Now, that headline, if you're a conservative like myself, you could go a couple ways with that. But one of the ways you could certainly go with it is, oh, I guess they're not cutting enough taxes. 
right? You got to think like I'm thinking. Where my headspace is, taxation is theft. So anytime you can cut taxes, you do so. Well, you need these taxes enabled to run the government. Well, the government will have to learn to work with less. Or the government will want to build up more businesses because I'm not necessarily discussing the idea that you would get rid of taxation altogether. There's going to be some level of taxation. It's a question of where that taxation comes from. But this was, on both of those counts, a little bit different. Because the Senate ramping up criticism of the House tax cut plan is that they think that the house of uh, the, the the house in Indiana they by getting rid of uh, some of the business taxes they will create issues with local budgets so Travis Holdman a Markle he's the Senate uh, tax and fiscal policy chairman saying he's not satisfied with house predictions that the change meaning how business equipment is taxed will avoid reducing what cities and counties receive, and he finds it, quote, very hard, unquote, to vote for a tax cut which punches a hole in local budgets. To which I said, oh, what makes this person a Republican? I didn't say that there couldn't be taxes. I argue most often against the idea of the federal income tax. It is the federal income tax that I would abolish today. If I were president, boom, no more federal income tax. And you know how I would abolish it? By announcing proactively that I would pardon anybody who didn't pay their federal taxes. By the way, if I ever run for office, that's the line that's going to come back. That right there is the line that's going to come back. And I would say to people, tell me what uh, the, the IRS has done for America. Show me where the federal income tax has done America a single bit of good. I didn't say there couldn't be taxes. The government, or I should say the Constitution, understood this. But there was no federal income tax. Because a federal income tax is abusive. The government is not my partner. And that is the way they want to act, like they deserve their cut. They didn't do nothing. Then you get into the whole conversation of, you didn't build that, which was Barack Obama's point. The roads and the bridges and this and that, you didn't build that business. The answer is, of course you built that business. Do you really think that America would not exist if we didn't have a government to build roads? Because we wouldn't build our own damn roads? You're right. You might not have the interstate highway system under Eisenhower. You may have roads that people actually want to travel on because they curve with the landscape as opposed to just running our asses right through the freaking mountains. We built a whole system that just goes straight. Could have gone with the landscape. You could have made it interesting, right? A fun, a fun drive. Instead of the boring hellscape, are we there yet? Dear Lord, I'm going to fall asleep while I'm driving roads that we have. But they're built. I say to you that, of course, we would have built roads that connect one town to another so these people could engage in trade. The natural progression of things, we go over the mountain. We want to see what's next. We would wait for government to build the road so we could finally do something? It's a pathetic thought. It's an embarrassing government largesse thought and actually is an insult to the ingenuity of the American citizen, of the human. That said, 
I take a look at this line that somehow the issue here is the business has to keep paying taxes because the local government will suffer if they don't. The issue here is business taxes where they want to get rid of uh, the first year of taxes on, on business equipment. But you got to keep paying taxes on that business equipment for as long as you have the business equipment. So there are people who have businesses in Indiana who have had equipment for 15 years are still paying taxes on it. The government is saying, hey, we want our share. We want the VIG. Now you say to me, whoa, Tony, what? What in the world is is is, is the vig? Let, let me let, let me help you out here. Did I explain myself now? Maybe now you understand the importance of making sure that people pay what they're supposed to pay to those to whom it must be paid and whatnot. It's very important to pay what you owe to the people you owe it to. Hey, don't question who you owe it to. You just know you need to owe. You owe, you pay. You pay who you owe, and that's all there is to it. We good? We good? We good? We good? We're good. That's the argument being made by Senator Holdman. Because he'll find it very hard to vote for a tax cut which punches a hole in local budgets. How is that the issue? Of the small business owner who's being told we don't reduce your taxes. Yes, I didn't say, I, I say that businesses pay taxes. I didn't say small businesses shouldn't pay taxes. They buy a piece of equipment and they keep paying the state for the pleasure of buying the equipment. Does that make sense to you? Is that a rational thought? And never mind that one, they aren't allowed to stop paying the, the, the tax because a local government's going to get hurt? What if the local government is involved in a massive amount of malfeasance? What if they're just a bunch of morons that don't know how to run a city or a municipality? Why should the business owner suffer? And if that city is not run properly, why is the state now caring for that city? It is up to the voters in that city, in that municipality, to vote for new people, better people, smarter people, or maybe not smarter, but certainly with better policies that allow that city to grow and thrive. That's up to the business owner. That's who it belongs to. I'm not sorry. That's up to the voters. That's up to the city to do. The business owner shouldn't have to suffer. Because some state legislator says, well, we can't have those cities be hurt. Even if they brought the hurt upon themselves. Even if they've mismanaged their own funds. Even if they have bad policy. It's a weird flex from Senate Republicans. We're going to protect these small cities and not question whether or not these small cities have hurt themselves. Ah, the business owner is used to paying the tax. We don't have to... We don't have to worry about them. Nah, not at all. F these people. Just have them keep paying. We can't have those those local governments be hurt. Oh, those local governments are in your district and you're worried about re-election. <sighs> Politics is a dream, isn't it? The problem here is that these people get votes because they have an R after their name. And they figure we're Republicans and we're, we're, gonna, we're here for the, for the working class. The hell you are. Tell me, Indiana, why I should vote for Republicans. Tell me what it is that you offer again. I've got a representative in Indianapolis who put forth an amendment to eliminate taxes on diapers. For babies, oh, little babies, little baby butts, diapers. 
No more tax. Adult diapers, no more tax. Bigger butts, no more tax. Feminine hygiene products, tampons, no more taxes. And it didn't get through the House. This amendment, the Republicans said no. Who the hell says no to a tax cut? What are we, nuts? Are we insane? Republicans said no to a tax cut, and now they're doing it again. So I want the Republican Party, legislators, not lackeys, to explain to me and to us, why should we vote for you? What is it with Indiana Republicans that makes them so... Um, Ari, I need a, I need a ruling here, producer Ari. Is it weak that I'm looking for? Squishy. Is, is weak the word? Or squishy. Squishy. Pathetic? Yeah. I, I, what do you need a ruling for me? I think all those are fine. Sad? No, these are all good. Uh, here, let me, let, me, let me see if I can get a synonym for pathetic. Let's see. Squishy's nice, producer Ari. It's good that you had that, um... You know, right there at the at the at the drop uh, of of a hat, uh, feeble, heartbreaking, miserable, pitiful, woeful, pathetic hits harder. I think distressing, inadequate, lamentable, meager, paltry, petty, puny, useless, worthless, wretched. I mean, we got it. We got a lot. Tell me why I'm voting for Republicans. Tell me what the value is of a supermajority that doesn't believe in tax cuts, that proactively is taxing business owners, and doesn't even get a full support of the Second Amendment because they won't go for lawful carry. This party. What's the point of it all? What is the point of the Republican Party in Indiana if they don't believe in fiscal conservatism? Honestly, I'm, a- I'm asking somebody, somebody tell me why they're worth the vote. And how is the Libertarian Party not come on stronger? Or may- maybe the question should be asked this way. How are these Republicans allowed to control the Republican Party? Because finally we can see there are establishment Republicans in Indiana. And some of them got to go. I'm Tony Katz.